Good morning, saints of God. Good morning, and welcome once again to another Sunday morning service right here at Kingdom Rock Family Worship Center. I'm so thankful that you decided to join us once again. We're going to have a dynamic time in the Word of God today, and I'm excited about the move of the Spirit in this house. So for all of us uh, longtime viewers and listeners, I say hello to you. Hello, Kingdom Rock family. For those of you that are joining us for the very first time, we greet you in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Thank you so much for deciding to click that button and join, joining us today. All right. Well, as you know, we started a series on last week uh, entitled Rise of the Sons of God. This is part number two of that series. So if you haven't heard part one, go back and make sure you do that. It's, it's going to richly bless you and it will help you to catch up with what we're talking about today. Well, before we get started, let's go ahead and have a word of prayer. Heavenly Father, we thank you so very much for this time that you've given us to gather around your world. Father, your people are gathering from all around your world, from all around this world, uh, to hear your word. And Lord, we do pray that uh, you would just touch us and that you would lead us by your spirit. Holy Spirit, we pray and declare that you are the teacher. We relax in your presence and we ask that you would have your way in us. Lead us in, into all truth and show us things to come. Thank you, Lord, for this fruitful time together as one body in service unto you. In Jesus' name, amen. All right. Kingdom Rock, I definitely long for the time when we are here together in a live service once again. It'll be in a few weeks, so just hang on with us, okay? All right, we started uh, last week with our confession, and we're going to go ahead and do our confession today as well in, our, in the series. So remember, you can um, copy these verses or these words down, copy this confession down, and just recite them every single day. Recite them every single day. Every time you think about it, just declare the word of God. Because remember, your words always go before you. Your words always go before you. You will always say before you do. Have you ever had the experience when you've said, uh, you know, well, I'm going to bed. Uh, I'm going to eat dinner. Uh, I'm going to work. You know, we always tend to say and then do. Well, we're going to put the word of God out before us and continue to say, and we know that the rest of us will catch up with what we are saying. Amen. So let's go ahead and declare the word of God. All right, it says, or rather, our, let's declare our confession, all right? So we're going to say it loudly, enthusiastically. We're going to say it boldly. We're going to say it boldly, and of course, we're going to say it slowly. So let's go. I am a born-again believer. I choose to be a disciple, a devoted follower of Christ. Therefore, I live in his power and authority. I choose to walk in with and through the Holy Spirit to manifest Father's purposes and plans in the earth. I am covered by the blood of Jesus, surrounded by holy angels, and the atmosphere of heaven fills every space I occupy. I am a son of God. Glory to God. All right, on last week we defined what a son of God is and I want to get that definition once again for us. The sons of God are those who have accepted the power, right, privilege to become like Christ. They are led by the Holy Spirit and are fully matured believers who walk in the fullness of Christ. 
Now understand uh, that sons of God is a title. We brought that out on last week. It does not denote gender. It is a title. A title uh, that simply means that you are led by the Spirit of God, you are a, mat- you are a matured believer, and that you have uh, taken uh, the right, that you have received the right that the Father gives you to become a son of God. Now for that, let's go back over to John 1. We won't get into all of this. I'm just doing a little bit of recapping, but if you weren't here to hear part one, make sure you do so that you can get the fullness of this. John 1 verses 10 through 13 says, He was in the world, and the world was made by him, and the world knew him not. He came unto his own, and his own received him not. But as many as received him, once again, but as many as received him, to them gave he power to become the sons of God, even to them that believe on his name which were born not of blood, nor of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God. All right, so we see that God gives the ability, he gives the right, he gives the privilege, uh, or the choice to become sons of God, to become fully mature believers, to become like Christ, in essence, to become like Christ, who is the model son, who is the perfect son. God gives us the right, the privilege, the ability to be like him, the authority, should I say, to be like Christ. He gives that choice to those who have believed on Jesus and who have received him. So the question that we posed on last week, if you are a born again believer, if you believed on Jesus and received him, have you made the choice to become a son of God? Have you accepted that? Because God, that is the Father's design and purpose for all of us. Adam and Eve were sons of God in the very beginning. They were spirit-led. They lived a spiritual life in perfect communion with the Father. They fell. They lost their sonship. But through Jesus Christ, we are redeemed. We are brought back into perfect fellowship with the Father. So then we become children of God, as we talked about last week. But we are born as babes, and God compels us to grow up. He compels us to grow up. So what we don't want to do is stay perpetual children. We want to grow up into sonship, grow up into sonship, grow up into maturity. Hallelujah. Now, to that end, uh, let me just bring this back again to to your remembrance. Remember that being born again happens in a moment. But becoming a son of God is a process. And I'm going to say that over and over again. Becoming a son of God is a process. So uh, this verse in John 1 you know, tells us that um, it is not automatic. All children of God are not sons of God, but all sons of God are children of God. Does that make sense? All right, I want to make that clear. Sons of God denoting those who have accepted, uh, who have made the choice to become more, to become more. All right. So all of those, you'll find that many in the church, uh, that many that call themselves Christians are flat out babes. They have not grown. They have not matured. But that's their choice. But you have to opt in to allowing the Holy Spirit to make you more. Hallelujah. All right, let's look at 1 John, 1 John 3, uh, verses 1 
2 and 3. We're going to go on a little bit further uh, today. Now, this verse we'll often find that we'll use to declare who we are, to declare who we are. And we'll get back to it. It's my plan to get back to this uh, verse in the scripture, uh, this verse, this verse of scripture later on in the series. But today I want to just hop on it just for a few moments to show you a few things. First John three verses one, two and three say, says this. Behold, what manner of love the father hath bestowed upon us that we shall be called the sons of God. Therefore, the world knoweth us not because it knew him not. All right. Who is the him not? They knew Jesus not. The world didn't. We just read that, right? The world, he was in the world, but the world didn't know him, right? It says the same thing here. It says, therefore, the world knows us not or does not recognize us because it didn't recognize the model son, the first son, Jesus Christ. Okay. All right. It says in verse number two, beloved, look at this. Now are we the sons of God, but it doth not yet appear what we shall be. But we know that when he shall appear, we shall be like him, for we shall see him as he is. And every man that hath this hope in him purifieth himself, even as he is pure. All right. Now, there are several things that I want to show you here. But again, we're just going to hop on it now and we'll get back to it later. But notice how it says in verse number two, now are we the sons of God? That's our faith confession. If you have, again, if you have said, Holy Spirit, I take that, uh, um, I take that right. I, I make that choice to become more. I make that choice. I choose to become more. I choose to become like Christ. Well, when you make that choice, the Holy Spirit begins to operate and move and reign in your life as you yield yourself to him. And let me make this point as well, uh, that you were powerless. You were powerless to save yourself. There's no amount of works that you could have done to make yourself be a born again believer. No, you had to simply say, yes, Father, I agree with the sacrifice of Jesus Christ. I, I agree uh, I agree with what he did, that he was my sacrificial lamb, that he is the lamb of God who takes away my sins. I agree that he is my atonement. I agree that through his death, burial, and resurrection that I am saved, and I believe that, that he is alive forevermore. You had to say yes to that and agree to that and receive that and confess that. And the Holy Spirit did the work. You agreed and you relied on that. And the spirit did the work by the same token, same token, being a son of God, you are also powerless to become all that Jesus is. I don't care how many books you read, how many sermons you listen to. You are powerless in your own flesh to become what God is making you. So we need to just say, Lord, uh, just make that confession. Lord, I'm powerless uh, to become a son of God. I, in, in and of myself, I am powerless to do it. I don't know how to do it. I confess that I am yielded to you, Holy Spirit, to make me become what I already am. Does that make sense? Because if you made that choice, guess what? You are a son of God, but it has not yet manifested 
has not yet manifested because there is a growth and a maturing process that the Holy Spirit takes you through. Hallelujah. And you'll see this in the scripture here, verse number two again, 1 John 3, verse number two, says again, beloved, now we are the sons of God. And that's our daily confession. Now we are the sons of God. But listen, it says, and it doth not yet appear. It does not yet appear. Now I want to show you this word appear uh, in, in the Greek. Uh, the word appear in the Greek is phane, uh, phane rao. There we go. Phane rao. And phane rao means to make manifest, make actual and visible, realized, exposed to view, to show oneself. It means, of course, to appear. All right. So you are a son of God right now. Again, son does not denote gender. My sisters, it does not denote gender. It is a title. All right. It is a title that you are uh, operating in the image and likeness of Christ, that you are becoming like Christ now in this world. All right. That you're allowing that you are led by the Holy Spirit and that you are allowing him to make you what you ought to be and really to manifest who you really are. Okay. Because it's like uh, we're in this world and there's, there's so much, there's so much, so many lies and so many, so much deception that that's here. And we've grown up with so many lies. We, we, we have grown up with uh, religion and we're going to look at this further on down. We've grown up with a lot of religion, a lot of religiosity where we try to make ourselves holy, where we try to make ourselves righteous. We try to make ourselves acceptable in the sight of God. We may say, well, I'm, I've tried to read my Bible. I, I've tried to study. I, I, I've tried to pray. I've, I've tried to fast. I've tried to do all these things. I've tried to be good, but it just, I just can't keep it up. I just can't do it. Let me tell you now, Anything that you do toward the Father, any worship or any act of devotion that you do toward the Father, if it is without the Spirit, it becomes a dead work. It becomes a religious work. All that will do is give you a form in front of people where people will say, oh boy, you're, you're really a holy person. You're really a godly person, aren't you? Or you're really religious. They, they may say, you're really a religious person. I see you reading your Bible during the, during the break room. But listen, any work that you do toward God, any, any wor acts of worship or devotion that you do toward God, if it has not the spirit in it, that means it has no life in it. If it has not spirit, it has not life. And if it has not life, it is dead. It is merely a religious act and which will impress some people, but it will do absolutely nothing with God. In this new life that God is giving us as we are becoming more and more becoming, rising up, manifesting full sonship, manifesting our full inheritance. All of this is through the spirit. Every last bit of it is through the spirit. It's where the Holy Spirit is leading you in prayer. He's leading you in songs. You are singing by the spirit and you're singing with the spirit. You are praying by the spirit. You are, you are uh, praying with the spirit. 
you are in your fasting time, you'll notice, my God, when the Holy Spirit leads you on the fast, it's so easy. It's so easy. But when you try to fast in your flesh, trying to be led, even though your intentions may be great, but if, you're, but if you are led by your flesh into doing something that is godly or holy, it's going to be hard. And eventually, it's going to end up giving you feelings of guilt, shame, because you feel like, I can't do it. I can't do it. Why can't you do it? Because you're doing it under your own strength. You're trying to make flesh become holy. And anytime you try to make flesh become holy, it's always going to end up badly. It's always going to end up uh, in some form of in some form of guilt, shame, doubt, and then you're going to just go for a little while. And then, of course, later on, you're, you'll wear out and you'll stop and you'll say, I can't do this. Well, you never could do it. All of this, this new life we're speaking about, becoming the sons of God, the rise of the sons of God, this is a spirit-led life. So, again, you may see two people in the break room and and uh, one's on that side of the break room and, and he's got his Bible open or she's got her Bible open and uh, another person on that side and they got their Bible open. But one could be doing it for a show and the other one, the Holy Spirit is leading them. You know, it's, it's a spirit-led life where the Holy Spirit says, all right, look at this chapter. L look at this, read this, read that. Where there is a passion for his word a passion for his word and not just doing it to be doing it, not just trying to be. No, you're not trying to be. You are that. But again, all the lies of this world system cakes on us, cakes on us and cakes on us and tries to tell us what we are. But they really have no idea who you are. Only the spirit can lead you into that life, into the supernatural life. I pray you got that. Pray you got that. So again, uh, I want to say the presence of if you if you are a born again believer and there's guilt and there's shame and there's doubt, all of that are indicators that you are following your flesh. You're not following the spirit because as you follow the spirit, you will begin to understand that what Jesus said was very true. He said, come unto me, all you who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Come away from your religious works and follow after the spirit. Remember, the father seeks such uh, people, those who will worship him in spirit and in truth. All right. So it's a spirit led life. So we're always going to start in prayer. Lord, fill me with your word. Father, you may say, uh, Holy Spirit, give me a desire to seek your face. Give me a desire for your word. Give me a desire Fan into flames my desire for you. Fan into flames my passion for you. Fan into flames because it is there. It's inside of you. It's in, it's in the DNA of every born again believer. But this world suffocates that desire. It suffocates it. It chokes it. It chokes it. But it's there inside of you. The Holy Spirit just has to excavate it. He has to excavate. Take stuff away. Take stuff away. And clean stuff out so that that fire may burn in you so brightly once again. Amen. My goodness, our time is really going on, going on. But notice verse number two again. First John third chapter verse two says, beloved, now are we the sons of God. And it does not yet appear. 
In other words, it is not, has not yet been made manifest what we shall be. Well, how is it going to look like? What's the end picture of that? But we know that when we shall rather, but we know that when he shall appear, when he is manifested, when Christ is manifested, when Christ is clearly seen, we shall be like him. Why? For we shall see him as he is. When Christ is seen, when you see Jesus, when you see, when you get an understanding of his word, when, he, when Christ is developed in you, then he will be developed through you. When you see Christ, when you have an understanding of his word, when, you, when you're interacting with him, when you're fellowshipping with him, when he uh, is exposed, we can say, in you, then he'll be exposed through you. All right? So this is powerful. I pray you're getting this. So as we go through this again, we are born babes and then the father urges us to grow. He urges us to grow. And let me show you another few examples of this in scripture today. So um, Matthew, the fifth chapter, Matthew five, let's look at verse 44 through 45. Matthew five, 44 through 45. It says this, but I say unto you, love your enemies Bless them that curse you. Do good to them that hate you. And pray for them which despitefully use you and persecute you. Somebody said, my God, that's hard to do. And it is. It's a choice. Listen to verse 45. Do this, look at verse 45, that ye may be the children of your father which is in heaven. For he uh, maketh the son to rise on the evil and on the good and send of rain on the just and on the unjust. Now the word in verse 45, look at 45 again. It says that we nice. Uh, let me back up for a second. So verse 44 says, you got to love your enemies. You got to bless those that curse you. You got to do good to those who hate you. That's <laughs> That's extremely difficult, if not impossible to do in flesh. This is a spirit led life. Now he says, do this. Look at verse 45, that ye may be do this, that you may be what the children of your father. Now, the word children here in the Greek is weos, weos, weos. And weos means the very first couple of words you see in the definition. Weos means a son. A son, a son is one, uh, it, it, it goes on to say, uh, a son, this, this word weos is used to describe one who depends on another or is, or is his follower a pupil, right? All right, God said, in essence, doing the first part is impossible, loving your enemies and, and doing good to them, so forth and so on. All that's impossible unless you are a weos, weos. Uh, the fact that you can love your enemies and bless those who curse you and do good to those who hate you and pray for those who are despitefully using you, that's what a weos does. That's what a son does. It's a choice. Those who are just children or babes, even though you are born of God and it's in you, 
You will find it hard to forgive others. You'll find it hard to bless others unless you have grown in your maturity, unless you are spirit led, unless the love of Christ permeates through you and springs forth out of you. It's God's love within you. It's the spirit of God within you that promotes the love of God through you. He pushes us to love. He compels us to love. Hallelujah. That's a we he said, do these things, he says, that you may be we us, that you may be the sons, the sons of your father. All right, let's look at another one. Let's look at uh, Luke 6.35. Luke 6.35 says, but love ye your enemies, the same case here, but love ye your enemies and do good and lend, hoping for nothing again. Now, <laughs> you know that's got to be we all see that's got to be a characteristic of a son lending rather it said uh, lend and lend hoping for nothing again and your reward shall be great and ye shall be you see this again and ye shall be the children of the highest for he is kind unto the unthankful and to the evil. That word children there again is weos, sons, sons, sons. This is what active sons do. All right, so there is an, uh, I hate, almost hate to use this word, there's an evolution, there is a growth, there is a metamorphosis, there is a change that comes about. All children uh, that are born of God, all of those that are born of God are not sons of God. Being a son of God is a choice you have to opt into this to become more. Let me show you a few more, then we're going to close out. Let's go to Philippians, the second chapter, two verses, 14 and 15. Philippians, the second chapter, 14 and 15 says, Do all things without murmurings. Murmurings there is complaining, right? He says, and disputing. That's arguing. He says, when you're doing your service to the Lord, Stop that complaining. Stop that murmuring, uh, or rather stop that arguing. Murmuring, or we can say complaining and arguing are signs of immaturity. All this bickering, he said, do all the work you're doing. You're doing, one, you're, uh, doing work with one another. You're ministering with one another. You're serving one another. You're helping others. He said, do it without complaining and do it without arguing. Now listen to the ver very next verse. It starts off with that, that ye may be, what? That I may be what? Blameless and harmless, what? The sons of God without rebuke in the midst of a crooked and perverse nation among whom ye shine as lights in the world. Do you see that again? Again, being a son of God is a choice. You have to opt into. You have to say, Holy Spirit, develop the character of Christ within me. Because as babes and as children, we're going to complain. We're going to murmur. We're going to argue. We're going to fuss. We're going to fight. And we'll find these things will be constant in our lives. We'll do it. Fighting and fussing and, and cussing and all that stuff. And it's amazing to me. Someone can say, yeah, I know Jesus, but don't make me put my religion down. Don't make me lay my religion down, my religion down, because I'll come and get you. I'll, they're, they're flipping on and flipping off in just a moment of time. 
said, don't make me lose, uh, uh, lose my witness. No, you can't lose a witness if you are a witness. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you today? So we're going to have to mature in the things of God, mature in the things of God. Now let me show you just one or two more, and then we'll close out today. I pray that you're getting something out of this. Let's go to Isaiah, the ninth chapter, verse number six, and let me show you, show you this, this order of birthing and show you again the differences between being a child and being a son. Again, you have to opt into this. You have to agree with the Spirit. You have to agree with the Spirit because inside of every born-again believer, there's that DNA, the DNA of Christ. There's that seed that must be planted and must be cultivated in you that it grows and produces much fruit. All right. Um, Isaiah 9 verse 6 says, For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given, and the government shall be upon his shoulders, and his name shall be called Wonderful Counselor, the Mighty God, the Everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. Notice the Bible says, now of course this is talking about, again, the model son, the perfect son, the Lord Jesus Christ, but again, that we are modeled after his likeness and modeled after his image. It is the Father's pleasure, it is the Father's will that we become like Christ, that we be conformed to the image of Christ, all right? So as this talks about Christ, it's actually also talking about us. Notice how children are born. It says, for unto us a child is born. Children are born into the family, but the son is given. Sons are given. Children are born, but sons are given. There is a difference. Now let's look at the word given there uh, in the Hebrew, nadan, nadan, and it means to give, put, Set, be assigned, and here's, a, here's one that's really odd. It means made, made, all right? So children are born, great, hallelujah, but sons are assigned. Sons are set into position. Sons are made. You get it? Sons are made. That's a decision. That's a choice. And that's what the Father is doing in us right now. He is making you. He, it is his pleasure. It is his, his delight that you become like Jesus in this world today. God is raising up his body all around the world, all around the world. He's raising up born-again believers that are growing up in the image and likeness of Christ. You wait and see what I'm telling you. Because there is coming a great revival among the church. There is coming a great awakening. The Spirit of God is proclaiming this message of sonship. He's proclaiming this message of being more, being more to the true believers of God. Because understand, only the sons of God can rise and take full authority in the earth and declare what God has said with power, boldness, and conviction. There is so much darkness in the land. There are so many people that need Christ, that need Christ. And listen, they're not looking for, the world doesn't need another facsimile. No, they need Christ. And Christ wants to be developed in you. 
It is, the, it is the Father's good pleasure to develop Christ in you. It is a spirit that is within you, that is teaching you, that is training you, that is molding you and shaping you to become like, to become like Christ, right? So that we can do the works of Christ. Jesus said, uh, he said, the works that I do shall you do also, and greater works than, than these shall you do because I go unto the Father. Now, when Jesus has gone unto the Father, he sent back his spirit, and his Holy Spirit is here with us. The Holy Spirit is the resident God in the earth, we can say, or he is the king of the kingdom in the earth realm, and he is leading us and perfecting us to become like Christ. Actually, he, he is getting us ready uh, to house the fullness of the Godhead. Getting us ready, Jesus said, if you keep my words and, and you do what I say, the Father and I will come and we will sup with you. Well, the Spirit of God is already within you. And, and the Holy Spirit is getting you ready, you as the temple of God, you as the tabernacle of God. He's getting you ready to fully fellowship the complete Godhead within you, that you may be filled with all the fullness of God. All of what God is, he wants a place on the inside of you so that you may become like Christ. And being a weos, as we said a moment ago, weos means, of course, being a son, being a son of God. It also means being dependent. Jesus, as he walked upon the face of the earth, was dependent upon the Father. He was completely dependent upon him. And this is what we're going to be. We're completely dependent upon the Spirit, that completely, depend, completely dependent upon the Spirit uh, to, uh, to make us like Jesus, to form us in the image and likeness of Christ. And what we'll see is that in these coming days, as we are coming back into church, God is allowing the church to, to meet once again in our local fellowships. Hear this prophetic word. He's allowing us to come back together for a brief time, for a brief time, for a brief time of fellowship, a brief time of training and impartation in person. Because what's going to happen eventually may take another few months or may take a year or so. Whenever there will be another time of separation when the church goes back out again and you won't be able to meet like we were meeting. This is when that power will surge within the house of God. This is when that power will surge within the church. This is what's happening. Let me give you another example. It's, it's where the, the Spirit is calling us into a huddle. He's calling us into huddle. All right, here's the game plan. Here's what's going to happen. Here's how you're going to do it. There's a, there's a divine impartation that has to go forth. And then there's going to be a break. <laughs> Bang. And then we'll go forth. And you'll know it. You'll know it. You know it as God, as you're working with the Father, there's a call and response as we talked about there in Psalm 91, when you will call upon the Lord and he will answer you, when he will give you supernatural power and authority, but he gives that to the mature. He gives that to the mature, to those who have fully submitted and trusted in him. Again, this is a spirit-led life. And I'm thankful that you are here and that you will allow the Father to do this through you. Well, we're going to start right here on next time, and we're going to go even further into the Word of God. I pray that today's time has been fruitful for you, and that you will allow yourself to be Spirit-led. And so I'll just pray for you right now, and throughout the week, just give yourself to the Lord. Just confess that, Lord, I have no power to change myself. Oh, Lord, I need you to change me. I submit to what you're doing in my life, Holy Spirit.
Just pray like that and just yield yourself to the Lord. And you'll find that, and, and of course, thank you, Lord, be patient, be patient, be patient. And you'll see how he'll make things grow and develop on the inside of you. I'm telling you, you turn around and you'll be like Christ in full manifestation. Amen. Your spirit man is already like him, but outwardly Christ must appear. So Father, I pray in Jesus' name for my friend that is right now watching, listening, and watching uh, from all around the world. Father, I thank you that you are maturing them. I thank you, Lord, that you are producing Christ in them, which is the hope of glory. I thank you, Father, that I thank you for your purpose and for your plans that you have for them. And I thank you, Lord, that everything that you've written about them in your books will be fulfilled. Lord, I ask right now that your grace will be upon them and that they would have patience. They, have, they would have patience. And through faith and patience that they will inherit the promises. Lord, I pray your blessings over their lives in Jesus' name. And my friend, if you've never received Jesus as your Lord and Savior, it's, it's simple. It's simple. All you have to do is believe. Believe in your heart and confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and you're going to be saved. There's no magical prayer or formula. Just got to welcome Christ into your heart. Amen. All right. Well, that concludes today's uh, part number two of the series, Rise of the Sons of God. I look forward to being back with you on next week for part number three. Now, don't forget to go to our website at kingdomrock.org. It's there that you can see this message and part number one and the entire series as it becomes available. Uh, remember always to pray with us and we are praying for you. All right. We love you guys so very much and we look forward to seeing you again on next week.